Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast with me, your host, Chanel Patrice Hancock, here in good old Akron, Ohio, where right now, you know, it's 85 degrees. It's going towards the end of summer. We just got finished celebrating Labor Day yesterday. And, you know, I feel like this summer's gone fast. However, you just heard Bono in the background, my guide dog. And to be honest, like, this summer went really fast for some reason. However, um, I know that you guys had a really good language learning summer, I'm sure. Um, I want to thank Anchor. I want to thank Spotify. I want to thank the Michelle Thomas people, the people at utalk.com, the people at Innovative Language for teaming up with me to do affiliate marketing um, for Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast. I want to thank my students um, who are allowing me to teach them, you know, using the method. And, you know, I have to be honest. um, I didn't think that, you know, I would be, um, you know, as busy as I've been this summer with, you know, language learning of my own. including improving upon my own French and Italian and learning how to activate my German because I learned it passively, not actively. Um, You know, it's amazing, um, to say the least. But I will say, in hindsight, that, you know, people seem to... um, have this transitional period from the summer to the fall when, you know, learning a language or, you know, continuing with one. And, you know, I wanted to talk about two things today. One being, you know, should you learn the person's culture when learning a language? And the other one is about having um, trepidation or fear when speaking your target language and not feeling like you need to be perfect all the time. I see this a lot with ESO learners. You know, they attempt to speak, and that is a very good thing to do because, you know, if you don't start speaking, you never will speak. You know, it's just obvious. Um, You know, sometimes I have some trepidations about speaking Italian because I feel that I'm going to make mistakes. But then I realize, well, if I don't make any mistakes, how am I going to learn, you know, more about how the Italian language or any language that I want to learn is, you know, spoken, you know, um, properly, you know, when you're having a conversation. Because 90% of the time people are swallowing their endings People speak really fast. People seem to not really slow down for someone that's learning a language, especially if it's their first language and not yours. And, you know, they might do it in the beginning because they know that you're learning the language. But sometimes this can be a little off-putting for those people who are like learning English, for example. You know, they feel like they have to be perfect. And I hear this time and time and time and time again. It doesn't matter if they're from India, Russia, Latin America, Asia, you know, anywhere where English is not the first language of choice. 
Um, and, you know, I understand you want to be successful. You want to be committed to wanting to speak well. And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But the main problem that people have pretty much is that they're apprehensive about how well they speak. Now, I'm African-American. I'm 44 years old. I'm visually impaired. And I get tongue-tied when speaking my own language, which is English. You're go That's going to happen. And it's okay. It's a natural thing that takes place when you're speaking any language. So don't assume that because you're learning it, you have to have the grammar right. Or you have to have the accent right. Or you have to spell every word correctly and have every punctuation put in place. You know, every T crossed, every I dotted. No. It's something that you work at. It's something that is a progression that takes place slowly. And so if you want to work on your speaking, the best thing you can do is speak. If you want to work on your listening, listen to as much radio, listen to the news, listen to commercials, listen to videos, whether it's on YouTube or TV or, or wherever you get your information from. You know, listen to audiobooks in the target language. Even if that means you're listening to Disney books, it doesn't matter. As long as you're getting a lot of comprehensible input, as my good friend Dr. Stephen Krashen would say, in your ears constantly. Because the more you listen, the more you read, whether it's with your eyes or with your fingers, if you know Braille, um, or if it's just all audio, you're getting the information. It's coming through one ear and it's going through the other and out the other. And that will help you speak more confidently the more information you have in your head. But don't think that you have to go out to a pub or a library or you have to schedule a time to speak at a Toastmasters event, which these things are really great places to try to have conversations. Um, you know, just being able to go to the bank and interact with somebody and speak English means something. Just going to the doctors or even um, listening to, you know, the prompts on a um, telephone, like at your cable company or your phone company or water or electric company, that helps. And for the most part, I see a lot of ESL students where their listening comprehension is very low. And a lot of it's because they don't have access to practice, you know, listening to people speak at a natural speed. And so when they speak, it's a little bit slower, um, it's a little bit more choppier, um, and, you know, that's understandable because they might be a little apprehensive about how fast they speak or if they have the right sentence structure. My advice, get a notebook. Get a pen or a piece of paper and a pencil and start writing your thoughts down onto paper or typing them out or if you have a slate and stylus if you're someone that uses braille 
you can crank it out with a piece of braille paper, a slate and stylus, or you have a braille writer, you can, you can manually braille it out. You know, um, you have a braille display, you can do the same thing. And just get your thoughts out as fast as you can. If you have a digital recorder, you can speak into that and record yourself. And that is a very good way to practice speaking because you get to hear yourself in playback after you're done recording yourself to see how you sound. And this helps you improve your listening and your speaking at the same time. You can get a tutor. You can get a, a, a study buddy and practice speaking with them. Even if you have to start talking to yourself, you would be able to get speaking practice in. So don't assume that just because you might use well instead of good. Or much instead of more. Or many. Um, you, okay, so you, you might have, you know, incorrectly pronounced a particular word. You can go back. You can ask someone to record it for you if you're an audio learner or write it down and send it in a text message or a Facebook instant messenger or a WhatsApp post or whatever it is or an email, whatever it is that you can get the information fed back to you, you know. Just have someone listen to you speak and don't correct you until you're done. You know, these types of things actually do help you when it comes down to you um, listening to your listening to your I don't know. Um, Self speak. Now, I just said this and I just paused. And, you know, sometimes you lose your train of thought. And this stuff happens. You know, this is just something that people have to get used to on a daily basis. You know, that they um, will forget words sometimes. You know, you'll have a brain freeze. You know, where you lose your train of thought. Um, you know, and this happens in, in almost any language that you're learning. Um, you know, and it's okay if you get a little apprehensive because you feel like it's not good enough. Well, it is good enough. Trust me, because a native speaker is not your professor or your teacher in school or your boss at work. The native speaker is just that, a native speaker, somebody who, you know, you can just talk to if you, you know, become friends like in a Facebook group or WhatsApp group or Clubhouse group or Twitter or whatever social media platform you may, um, you know, happen to communicate with people. Or even if it's like at a pub or at a library or a coffee house or whatever, you have a way to communicate. And with the English language as a prime example, a lot of people will sit there and what they will do is they will practice speaking and having conversations. And yes, 
um, the more vocabulary and words you know, the more you'll be able to speak, the more you're able to read. So if you like comic books, join a group of people that like comic books so you can talk about that. You know, not every native speaker of the English language knows every subject matter. I'm not a math and science person. I'm not, I don't talk about religion a lot. And so because those are the subject matters where I have the most information on, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't discuss those particular um, topics of interest. Now, I might talk about politics or travel or food or music or anything art related and or literature related, um, fashion, you know, just daily stuff that you would talk about. Yes, I would do that. You know, and, you know, I'm not a global warming person, but if I needed to be, I could look up the information and prepare myself for that type of a conversation. But because I'm not, I don't really worry about it. I worry about the conversations that are going to enrich me when I'm speaking the language. So I'll give you a prime example. Three years ago, the World Cup was in Russia. I learned the vocabulary for that particular language in Russian and I learned it in Spanish and I learned it in French. And I was able to have conversations about the World Cup in all three languages because I took one particular topic and I decided to learn more about it by learning the phrases and vocabulary that I needed to learn in order to be able to communicate with people about that event because that was what was currently happening as a current event at that time. So if I wanted to talk about the pandemic, I could learn all of the vocabulary in the languages that I speak and talk about those you know, but you also have to have a pretty good vocabulary within all those languages in order to do so. And, you know, that is something that you could do as a way to improve your speaking skills. If you have something that you're really passionate about, learn about it in your target language. Try to get yourself to speak about it in your target language because it will motivate you so much. To be able to do this thing called speak. So don't feel like you have to do everything perfectly. Whether it's write, read, speak. No, because none of us do. None of us native speakers do. We have our whole lives to learn the English language. Yes, at five years old, we're highly proficient at speaking it. But we don't know what a verb, a noun, a pronoun, conditional. We don't know what any of that means. All we do is listen to our friends and family around us and repeat everything that we hear. And that's how we learn how to speak the English language. Now, when you go to school, you learn how to diagram sentences. You learn how to read and write. And and the more you learn, the more your vocabulary grows, the more you're able to express yourselves. And then when you're hanging out on the streets with your friends, you're learning the slang and the different idioms in which you are interacting with people in society on a personal level. And so these are the types of things that are important when you want to make sure that you know you can speak with people. Just make sure that whatever your language is, whether it's English or Spanish or Turkish or Greek or Finnish or Hindi or Cantonese or Russian or Arabic, all these languages you can apply these methods to. In these tools and it does work I've done it trust me when I say this if you use these tools you will be so surprised about how well 
you will come across with people. And don't worry about making mistakes. I make them all the time. Yes, if you want to improve your grammar, read. Listen and read and speak and then write. You know, you can break it down in 15-minute segments. You can do a recording for 15 minutes and send it to somebody. You can write somebody a text message in that target language, send it to somebody. You can read an article in a newspaper or magazine. There's your reading. You can listen to a podcast. There's your listening. You've got it all covered. Because you're taking an event and you're using it to help enhance your language learning progression. And the more you do this, the better you get. The more you speak, the more you read, the more you listen, the more you write, the better you will get at this language. Now, do not underestimate the fact. Yes, people are going to laugh. People are going to make fun. But at the end of the day, this is a journey that you're on yourself. And so because of that, you're also learning about the other person's culture, their history, their laws, how their environment, how they live, how they interact with each other, what foods they like to eat. So if you're like me and you're a foodie and you like to cook, then find a YouTube channel with that person that you want to follow and you want to communicate with and learn more about their culture and how they cook food and so forth. And then you go and you find a recipe and you learn the vocabulary that way for the different seasonings and try buying them in real time or going to a supermarket, which I did back in March, where I went to an Arab supermarket and spoke in Arabic and got myself some tahini and some mekleb and I, I got some bahara and you know, I got some seven spices and I, and I got some shawarma seasoning and I got all these things um, and I got some frika too, which is like, um, it's like having couscous. It's, it's, it's Middle Eastern rice. And so, it, but you know, I've gotten this stuff and I, I really have to say, you know, it was an expensive, you know, grocery um, list. It was about 43 US dollars. But I didn't mind it because I got to make a new friend. Hello, Susan. <laughs> and at Petra's. And, you know, it's it's a, it's an Arab supermarket. And, you know, here in Akron. And and it's it was a great experience. I would love to go back there and buy more. You know, but I I I personally feel, you know, being able to make friends, join Facebook groups where I can learn how to cook Lebanese food and Egyptian food, and I can learn more about MSA, Egyptian, um, Arabic, and Lebanese Arabic by joining the different groups and speaking the different dialects. And by no means, I am not highly proficient at speaking Arabic. I'm still a beginner in my own right. But I've learned more about the culinary side of Arabic cuisine and Arabic life. Arab life that it it's amazing and so I've made a lot of friends that way and you know uh, people really do encourage me to continue speaking just like people encourage me to continue speaking Italian even though my Italian's rusty and my French as well and so the more you you immerse yourself in that the culture of the people from which you're learning their particular language the the more well-rounded you'll become. So let's say you want to go over 
to Lebanon is a prime example, um, eventually, and you want to go to the, um, you know, Dubai as a prime example, then you get to do those things, or Bahrain, and you know a little bit of Arabic, you can cook a little bit of food, you want to be able to learn more, more phrases about food, or go to a restaurant while you're down there, or try to speak a little bit of the local language, you know, you, you want to know about how the people dress, especially if you're a woman, if you have to have men around, these are the types of things that, you know, me as a language learner, learn about when I'm learning a particular language. I want to know about the history and the culture and the laws, especially if you're disabled because disability laws worldwide vary country to country. And internationally, you know, one country might be more accepting of of having a guide dog and more, more you don't have to quarantine. But then there might be people where you might have to do that because of the stricter law and policies and so forth and so on. And you have to look this stuff up beforehand. You know, how long can you be in the country? How long can you be away on your, your passport if you're someone that's disabled and has, you know, um, a disability track? You know, so forth and so on. You know, um, you know, it, are you working? You know, do you have to plan this way in advance, you know, to take your vacation days or whatever? So it just depends, you know, if you have to have shots or whatever the case is, or, you know, oh, do you have to have international insurance? All this. These things are really important, you know, okay. You know, when I'm learning the language, I learn about the laws and the customs and the people and how they interact with each other because I want to be able to step into that country like I was there since day one. Even though I know that I wasn't born there, I'm not ethnically that particular, um, you know, um, ethnicity of people. Okay, fine. But I want to be close to being able to blend in as much as possible. Um, and, you know, if I know all this ahead of time, it will give me a better way to break bread with people. I mean, because I can break down the history of people's countries and cultures and ask questions and make friends this way. And if I make friends ahead of time and they live in the city for which I'm traveling to, and we could have a meetup and finally meet and have dinner and break bread, and I can speak a little bit of their language and they can practice their English. It's all good. So learning about someone's culture helps enrich you. It gets you in touch with how they think psychologically and otherwise. And, you know, you'll be surprised what you have in common with people when you are learning about their their culture. Like, for instance, I want to know about, you know, Arab culture you know, um, I have friends that, you know, are Muslim and I have friends that are Christian. I have friends that, you know, are of Arab um, descent. And, you know, we break bread over food and music. And I ask questions about attire and, you know, fashion because I'm into that. Like what kind of clothes they wear and are they into stuff from the States or Europe or whatever and yada, yada, yada. And this helps people break bread easily when it comes down to um you know 
when you're sitting there and you're learning um, someone's language or you're learning about their culture, you know, and it's a very, very wonderful experience to have when you're, you know, a part of a situation where you're speaking the language and you're you're feeling comfortable with it after months and a couple years of really immersing yourself head on, you know. And if you wind up, you know, going to school somewhere or getting married or finding that person that completes you because you learned their language and learned about their culture and vice versa, and now you want to come together as a couple and make your own family, you know. Bridging both of your cultures together and, and whatnot. That's a cool thing. And I've seen it happen plenty of times. And, you know, that's what life is all about. Um, you know, I would I would say, for the most part, you know, it's okay to be hesitant about speaking. It's okay to... Be, but just understand, in order for you to improve, you have to speak a lot. And not worry about, you know, just be comfortable and be happy and be proud about the small goals that you make, whether it's learning the alphabet, whether it's learning your numbers, the days of the week, months of the year, you know, giving a speech for 10 minutes in English and, you know, getting your point across. As long as it's, you're getting your point across, that's what matters. You know, no one's going to judge you because you didn't have the right article in place when you were speaking. No one cares. You know, you're not speaking like a grammar book or a textbook. You're speaking from real life and how people speak on the streets. And that doesn't mean slang all the time. You know, it just means, you know, spoken, spoken language. You know, so if you're talking about your hobbies or what you did yesterday or you went out of town or whatever it is that you feel like describing to people in in English, um, you can do that. You know, and just understand, just make it fun. Don't let it be a chore because the moment you do that, you start losing momentum and motivation to keep going. Remember why you did it for in the first place, because you want to be able to effectively communicate with people and you want to make new friends and you want to get a new job or you might want to move to the States or Europe or Australia or New Zealand or somewhere where it's English speaking. You know, you might want to visit your friends you met on the internet. You know, you you just, you know, you might want to go to school in the States or whatever the case is. Whatever your heart desires when it comes down to learning about the culture and and of the people for which you're learning that language, go for it. You know, people embrace the fact that you are learning about their particular way of life and you know it brings a smile to their face because they wouldn't have expected you to sit there and go and just learn about where they come from because nine times out of ten they're learning English because you know of what I just stated before a job maybe a marriage maybe a move that they're planning and it doesn't always mean you know okay I just want to be conversational. Oh, no, some of these people really want to be highly proficient at speaking, reading, writing, listening, 
And, and they do. And then there's some that really want it bad enough, but because they don't have the access to a native speaker in person, they have to resort to online or tutors. And, you know, they, they, they wind up, you know, doing it for a while and then some, some fall off the wagon and they don't, you know, continue. But there's a lot that do. And the ones that do, you know, they, they aim for the stars and they keep going with it. You know, and then there's some people, they love the culture so much, you know, they want to rap to their favorite rapper or dress like their favorite celebrity or politician or their favorite activist or their favorite, you know, um, person that inspired them to be, you know, a better uh, speaker. You know, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I was inspired to um, learn Russian because... I love the culture, the history, you know, the sports, the cinema, the literature, and the politics. And I picked, you know, President Putin as the person, the model, because I liked the way that he spoke. I took the politics out of it, and I just, I just modeled everything after how he spoke. And then I listened to other people that spoke similarly, and I found different talk shows and different platforms to listen to people who spoke in real time and podcasts and that helped me i spoke for a year i recorded myself i put it on facebook and i put it on twitter and i went in the chat rooms and groups and i made friends and i even wanted to get a boyfriend out of it but i didn't stop my whole goal was to be able to speak at a at a at a c1 level in two and a half years and i did and being able to read binary man by um, Leo Tolstoy, which is War and Peace in English, and in his, in his original Russian. And I did that, and I, it was after two and a half, three years. But I had to consistently keep going every single day, no matter what. I mean, I had people telling me I was good. I had people telling me I stunk. I had a little, but I did not let any of that deter me from achieving my goal, which is to speak Russian. And now, yes, I can speak Russian. And I love it. You know, just like I don't let anyone deter me from speaking Italian or speaking French or trying to speak Finnish or Arabic. I just go and I do it because I know in my heart of hearts that it's going to be a positive um, experience for me to be able to say I can speak these languages well to the best of my ability. So if I just want to speak conversational, I can do that. If I want to go higher, I can do that too because life is very short and fragile and the sky's the limit and you can do whatever you want. And I just, I love diving into people's cultures and history and food and fashion and sports. So I get to be able to understand them as a human being just like they would be able to understand me. And... You know, I hope that this episode was enlightening for you guys and helpful because I'm going to be honest. Yes, it's important that you learn about people's cultures, their laws, their history, their politics, how they think. Because guess what? Not everybody speaks American English well. Not everyone speaks British English well. Not everybody speaks whatever language they may speak well. You know, when they're learning it. But that's okay. It's a part of life. Make as many mistakes as you can. 
you know, and if you want to continue this conversation, you know, please instant message me. Please send me a, a message on uh, Clubhouse. Please send me a message on Twitter. And you can also send it here on Anchor in a voice message, and I will answer it in a future episode. Remember, language learning is a journey, not a race. And if you want to be able to get 20% off of any of the 34 languages, um, you know, contact me. Let me know which language you want, and I will send you the uh, link to... Get 25% off of any of the 34 languages that Innovative Language Learning has to offer. Um, and also, if you want to get 35% off um, any of the 16 languages that Michelle Thomas has to offer, the foundation courses, you can type in C-H-E-N-E-L-L and you will get 35% off after registering on michellethomas.com M-I-C-H-E-L-T-H-O-M-A-S dot C-O-M and once again, just remember language learning is a journey, not a race. Enjoy the podcast. Enjoy the process. Happy language learning, everybody. Avita saying everybody. Arrivederci Altruity. Au revoir to the man. Muchas gracias a todos. Dos fadanias sim paka paka. E spice bashaya sim. Me salame sapeti. Bahut bahut achat dani wat. Namaste, my friends. Watachiwa. Jamata, Sayanara, Arigato, Ungai Sai, no Kepamyao. Bye bye!